Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. Well, today on the STEM Everyday Podcast, we get to chat with Kevin Knowlton. He is the executive director of cyber.org. And Kevin, why don't you just start out by telling us a little bit about cyber.org and why cybersecurity and, and all those things can be a great addition to our STEM classrooms. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, honestly, I think this may be just a kind of a good place to start. Cyber.org is a grant-funded organization. So we receive funding primarily from the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, which is a subset of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. And, and, and many of us, you know, many teachers are asking, yeah, so why is Homeland Security so invested in cybersecurity education and, and, and further STEM education? And what Homeland Security and CISA see this as is a workforce development solution. When we look at how we close a workforce gap in our country that exists, and, and, and the argument could be made that if you can you know, argue that there is a STEM workforce gap, there's a cybersecurity workforce gap. And, and what it boils down to is how do we begin filling that gap with talent? And the solution, some may go straight to higher ed and say, hey, well, we need, you know, higher education institutions. We right. need you to step up and, and feed the pipeline of talent going into the workforce. But where is that talent going to go into higher ed? And that's where we reverse engineer to the two-year programs as well as the K-12 programs. And so awesome. we as an organization at cyber.org focuses on K-12 content and curriculum development and professional development of K-12 educators uh, across the country and in all 50 states. That's awesome. And And just thinking all that through, Kevin, I mean, what, what you're providing through cyber.org is exactly what is, what is needed for educators in, in the classrooms. Because you're not going to walk into a lot of classrooms and, and find someone that is a cybersecurity expert. It, exactly, right? And I, I think back about my days you know, in the school system. So my background, I was a, an assistant principal of a K-8 school uh, in mm -hmm. northern Louisiana. And, and I got to thinking about, you know, the struggles that as an educator I had to ensure that I'm checking all of the boxes that my students needed to right. pass those end of course tests. And me thinking, like, how in the world am I going to be able to teach cybersecurity? In fact, if someone, you know, my first year in teaching would have said, hey, you're going to teach cybersecurity, I think I would have run <laughs> the other direction. I think, I think a lot so, of teachers would, Kevin. <laughs> Right, right, right. And so one of the, the key components of cyber.org is to touching on and, and focusing on providing teachers the confidence that they can integrate cybersecurity into their classrooms. Because look at, look at the workforce, for instance. Right. You've got agriculture, healthcare, you've got technology, you've got law, you've got politics, you, you have all of these industry sectors Mm -hmm. And every single one of them has a technology component, a cyber component. Yeah. And what we have to do is to educate a cyber literate workforce. So whether you're a math teacher, an ELA teacher, a science teacher, or the technology teacher, 
it's imperative that we begin having conversations in the classroom around cybersecurity. Yeah, one of the my favorite videos that I show my students every year is is uh, like an interview with someone who trained as a linguist, tra trained in you know mm -hmm. that kind of thing, and transitioned into cybersecurity for you know a big petroleum company. And, I mean, teachers are always fans of saying, "Oh, the jobs haven't been created yet. We're we're training kids for the jobs that haven't haven't even been thought of yet." But in in essence we've got opportunities each and every day to, to start building for those jobs that are there and will be there. Uh, absolutely, Chris. You know, one of the, the favorite stories I love to tell is when I was in the classroom, I would always go to my eighth grade students. It was typically mm -hmm. that eighth grade algebra class. And I would ask my students, mm -hmm. what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. And, and I got all the answers. I got doctor, lawyer, vet, police officer, fighter pilot, Right. And, and until one student raised his hand and said, Mr. Knowlton, how can you expect us to tell you what we want to be when we grow up when we don't know what all the options are? Right. That was a moment as an educator that I was just, you know, kind of taken aback. And I said, OK, what am I doing to introduce you to, to jobs that you may not know about? Because if this student's parents were you know, in agriculture, if this student's parents were in healthcare, then that's probably the world that they know. Right. But do they know about what a cyber forensics expert is or a pen tester or, you know, a, a computer programmer? Do they know what those opportunities are? They don't. So right. how can we, you know, break these molds and introduce students to these jobs that they don't know about? And then to your point, Chris, what are we doing to ensure that our students, you know, are fundamentally prepared for jobs that don't exist today. Yeah. And, and thinking through, uh, you know, I mean, I know like looking around on cyber.org, which is incredible website, educators should definitely check it out, but you have career profiles on there, for instance, and obviously um, the professional development stuff that we'll talk about in a, in a couple of minutes here, but also curriculum too, because a lot of educators might be wondering what are some of those types of jobs that are in that cybersecurity realm, you know, apart from you know, stopping hackers. Yeah, I mean, that's that's maybe the easiest way to describe it to a kid, but it's so much more than that. And and you've got a lot of resources right there on the website. Definitely. One of the things, you know, that cyber.org is focused on is that career, uh, closing that workforce gap, that career exploration. So when we look at these uh, career profile cards, you, you see, you know, information assurance analyst, vulnerability assessment analyst, technical support Specialist. And one thing, Chris, that I want to you know, emphasize here are these are jobs that you don't necessarily need a college degree for. You can right. have an associate's degree. In fact, you can even have a, uh, a high school diploma with specific industry-based certification. A lot of local school districts, intermediate school districts, you know, whatever the title is for your area, countywide, a lot of them are, are starting to offer those types of courses as well. Exactly. And one of the things that I am, am a big proponent on is, is ensuring that our educators have a, a, an understanding of this concept. Mm -hmm. It is not an educator's responsibility to get their students to graduate high school. It is not an educator's responsibility to get them to pass their math test. It's not the educator's responsibility to get them to graduate middle school. What the educator's responsibility is, is to get our students employable. And if we focus on that, 
guess what's going to happen? They're going to graduate high school. They're going to pass that math test. They're going to pass graduate middle school. They're going to do that because our goal is employability. And, and, you know, not every student is going to go to college, you know, much to, you know, mom and dad's chagrin, but they, the age of today, the, the, the jobs of today don't require that college degree. So if we focus on employability right. within our K-12 school systems, they're going to be able to graduate high school and have a job right out of high school, but they're going to be able to take those skill sets and go pursue a two-year or a four-year uh, degree program, and they're going to be better for it. They're going to be able to accelerate faster in those two- and four-year degree programs. And especially, Kevin, uh, and again, we're talking with Kevin Knowlton, Director of Academic Outreach from Cyber.org. Uh, a lot of those kids that, that start out in some of those real jobs, those real careers, they go on to those university settings, those further training settings, and, and they've already got the practical. They're not just head knowledge. They, they understand, like we talk about so much in STEM education, and it's so important to get the kids doing things hands-on. Well, there's not, not a lot more hands-on than something in cybersecurity. Exactly. That hands-on approach is one of the key fundamentals and, and development strategies around Cyber.org's content curriculum. Mm-hmm. We want our students to be engaged with the learning. And, and you look at STEM landscape as a whole, as, you know, as a country, mm-hmm. and, and it's focused on project-based learning. It's focused yep. on hands-on uh, experiences. And, and you have to look at the environment, the psychological environment that a student is raised in. You look at the connectivity of our students. When you know my four-year-old comes home, there is so much stimuli mm-hmm. in the house, whether that's from his learning uh, tablet, whether that's from the dog, whether that's from the, the TV that's on in the background, whether that's from the, the toys that he has on the, on the floor. Mm-hmm. And what are we asking those students to do when they leave the house and go into the classroom. We ask them to sit in a chair for 60 minutes at a time and pay attention at front, up front. And, and that's, that's hard for our students to, to make that shift from the home life where there's a lot of stimuli to the classroom where there's little stimuli. So being able to focus on these project-driven, application-based learning objectives and learning projects we're able to engage those students in totally different ways. And we create that stickiness that we need to ensure that those students, as I mentioned earlier, have those skills to be employable. Yeah, you, you mentioned that engagement and, and then that stickiness. That's a great word. Every educator is looking for those types of things. Those, how do I make learning sticky? Not like you said earlier, not just to graduate high school, but to be employable, to have those skills that are necessary for whether we call them 21st century skills or, or soft skills or, or whatever type of skills. It doesn't matter what we call them. It's just helping them be ready for all those opportunities that are out there. And, and I think educators are probably already guessing that, that both you and I agree on this aspect that, that we need to help kids take a look at cybersecurity, not just as a one career option, but it doesn't matter what type of job or business or industry they go into, there's going to be an element of cybersecurity in it, correct? Absolutely. Whether you're going to go be that doctor, whether you're going to be a nurse, whether you're going to be a lawyer, or whether you're going to you know, be an agriculture, you know, farmer, or you're going to own the flower shop on the corner of 3rd and Main Street, mm-hmm. cybersecurity plays a role. And, and what I mean by cybersecurity is it is the protection of the data that is, in around, is around you. 
making sure that your passwords are secure, maybe making sure that you are leaving a very good digital footprint in your day-to-day -day, uh, interaction. Ultimately, it is the ability to live, work, and play in cyberspace safely. Yeah. That is what we are trying to ensure that our students have a foundational understanding of, because no matter what industry you're going into, cyber and cybersecurity is going to play a major role in that. Awesome. So again, Kevin, they can check out cyber.org and find out more about career profiles in cybersecurity, uh, the curriculum that you, you have on there. And it's, and it's all kind of sorted and stuff based on uh, grade level and things like that, right? Right. So when you go on to cyber.org, click at the top right corner, sign up. This is a totally free uh, service that we provide content curriculum that is grade level appropriate, whether you're an elementary, middle, and high school teacher, as well as uh, professional development on that content curriculum. So if you see a content thread that's, on, that's available to you and you want to boost your confidence in teaching that content and curriculum, well, we offer professional development. It's all virtual. And this virtual professional development hooks you up with one of my team members who is a subject matter expert in that field and can walk you through that content and curriculum. And the important thing to know about the cyber.org team is that we're here to support you, not just at the beginning, but all the way through as you implement uh, the content and curriculum. If you need us to virtually jump into the classroom, we're happy to do that with wow. your students to help you with projects. This is a resource that, again, is available to you, to, to educators at completely at no cost. That, that's the part that teachers like best. Did you hear that, teachers? Free, right? I mean, uh, free, right? And like you said, Kevin, it's as simple as going to cyber.org, upper right-hand corner, click on sign up, and, and, and just go from there. And, and I have a feeling that a lot of educators, you know, educators are always worried about, you know, first of all, the money thing, but the time part, you know? So it's like, how much time is it going to take me to learn stuff? You know, and if there was nobody teaching them about cybersecurity, no one helping them to, to figure out how to use these resources in the classroom, that'd be one thing. But like you said, uh, there's all that PD available. And, and, and if we can just jump into that a little bit, I know that you've, uh, you've seen a, a huge increase just in this past year as, as people have, have gotten more used to doing things virtually. You've seen an increase in uh, professional development signup uh, through cyber.org, right? Right, we have. And, and this virtual learning has really boosted our, our enrollment in our content curriculum. This content is modular based. And hmm. so it is designed in a way that is small and digestible in, in different settings. And so teachers are able to send these lessons home to students to use them at home for to do the experiments at home. Uh, we use the engineering design process. And hmm. so Students are able to fail fast and, and uh -huh. learn from those mistakes and to be done in a controlled environment, whether that is face-to-face -face or whether that is, you know, via uh, Zoom uh, or with their, uh, with their parents. Right. That's awesome, too, because I, I would imagine there's a lot of parents that would kind of watch right along with a kid saying, wow, this stuff is kind of interesting. I want to learn a little bit more about it, too, right? Correct. And, and that's, you know, one of the big components of, of our focus is we want to educate the whole child. 
And, and what I mean by the whole child is focusing on three parts. One is the formal education, what happens inside the classroom. The second third is the informal education, what you know, is taking place in the after school environment. And then the third piece of this pie is the parents. And we want to ensure that both the educators, the community members, and the parents have the confidence to have conversations with their children, with the students, about their future and what it means to be cyber literate, what it means to be cyber secure in this digital age. Yeah, it's more than just making sure that our kids learn how to set a good password as opposed to just, you know, ABC123 and things like that. It's so much more than that. And and again, one of the things you, you've mentioned now a couple of times, Kevin, you said confidence, you know, whether that's a teacher feeling confident in, in trying out the, the great resources on cyber.org or, or whether it's parents and, and kids having that confidence to try something and learning, learning together outside of school as well. Um, a, a lot of it does come, come down to confidence and just being willing to, to try something. And I know uh, I, I keep going back to that, that you've got this virtual PD right there available for educators. And, and really that opens it up. It's not just people near the FBI, you know, or something like that. It's, it's people anywhere, everywhere, rural communities, you know, in, inside cities, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. Um, that's, that's one of the great things that, that virtual PD does for us today. Exactly. We've seen 71% of our uh, teachers attend, who have attended our professional development over the last six months come from Title I schools. Hmm. And the Title I schools meaning, you know, the underperforming uh, low socioeconomic uh, schools. And so what we're able to do is to, to focus on these low socioeconomic schools that may not have the resources to, to be able to stand up programs. And we're able to put those resources in their hands and, and give them the confidence that they can do this. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, as you've mentioned a couple of times, Kevin, uh, kids just, just like doing stuff that's hands-on. Kids don't just want to come in and sit in a seat. They want to engage. Uh, they want to work on things together. They want to solve problems. If I could ask you just, what do you, what do you think about the future of, of STEM education as, as kind of someone on the, on the, on the outside of, of the classroom after having been inside the classroom in schools? You know, what, what do you see as some of the, some of the, your hopes uh, for STEM education? My hope for STEM education is that we can provide a scalable solution that every student has access to this high quality hands-on uh, you know, resources, mm -hmm. right? And I think that what, you know, what gives me the greatest confidence is that our eyes are open to the to the to the challenges that our education system is facing, um, yeah. you know, I I I I I liken things to the Sputnik moment, right? As soon as yeah. the Russians put that satellite into space, we had a oh my gosh moment as a country, <laughs> and and I think that with the dawn of cybersecurity and the 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 new battlefield that there are cyber attacks happening all the time, I think that is again our Sputnik moment of, of 2020. And we now have a United States STEM strategy that the White House put out a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. We have the federal government who is investing in cybersecurity education through cyber.org. Mm -hmm. We have attention to this important topic. And that this, to me, gives me confidence that 
every student will be cyber literate, but it's a long game. This is a long-term investment. I, I think about, you know, when we go out and take a hike in the woods and we look out at all of these beautiful trees and all this beautiful, lavish forest, yeah. that forest was not put there overnight. That huh. forest was planted decades, centuries ago. And I think our job today is to plant those seeds within our students so they can then grow and mature in a digital age, thus providing a lavish forest as it relates to a workforce uh, all, that's going to be all around us. That's, that's well put, Kevin. And, and right now, educators can be the starting to build those seeds, whether, whether you're teaching kindergartners, whether you're teaching middle schoolers, high schoolers, it doesn't matter. Um, the resources are out there. The resources are available. Um, one, of the, one of the stats on, on the cyber.org website talks about the, the 1.8 million uh, employee shortage uh, by the year 2022 in, in the whole cybersecurity world. Now we're not going to we're not going to fix that overnight either, but let's let's start moving forward with that. And um, I, th I think there's so many great resources again that you offer, and and really really appreciate all that, uh, Kevin. One last question I love to ask everybody, and it'd be interesting to hear your perspective on this one too. If you could sit down with somebody from STEM, past or present, and um, just talk with them, have dinner with them, uh, who would that be? I, I do have an answer to that, and I've been waiting for this question, and you know the the whole interview. Uh, Mae Jamison is the uh, the first black woman in space. Mm -hmm. I would love to sit down with her for a multitude of reasons. We mm -hmm. have such a huge gender and diversity gap in the cybersecurity workforce. And, and this yeah. gender and racial diversity challenge, she broke that glass ceiling. She just exceeded and and I would love to sit down with her and you know learn from her on how we can get students who are in an underserved population who are in the minority the opportunity to succeed mm -hmm. and 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 that's how we begin changing our country that's how we begin solving this national security crisis that we have uh with a workforce gap at 1.8 million yeah. That's how we do it. And, yeah. and it's enabling those students who would otherwise go without and and especially uh, the, the black community, especially the females, we have to focus our attention on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know I know the kids that I teach every day, uh, Kevin, you know, I'm, I'm trying to instill in them the, the realization, the confidence that that all those opportunities out there are available to them. And and if they just keep uh, building, like you said, uh, think of it as a seed, just planting that seed, growing that seed, watering that seed, uh, they're going to be able to do uh, amazing things like uh, like Dr. Jemison. And if if anybody happens to know her, if she's listening, um, it'd be uh, be great if you... Uh... I'd love to buy her lunch. Love to buy her dinner. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's an offer of free lunch. Hey, any other last thoughts, Kevin? Uh, really appreciate just all the great information and, and stuff about cyber.org today. Chris, thank you for this opportunity. We are here for the educators. We are here to serve the educators. We are here to make the educator's job easier. And please do not hesitate to reach out to us if we can support you in the classroom uh, at, at any moment, at any part of your career. So, Chris, thank you for this opportunity. This has been wonderful, and I look forward to many great conversations in the future. I appreciate it, Kevin. And again, uh, definitely thank you today, Kevin Knowlton, the Director of Academic Outreach from cyber.org. Head to cyber.org, upper right-hand corner, click sign in, and, uh, and, and 
get started. Get started in making these opportunities for the educators in your classroom. That's that's where it's going to happen. And it's not just going to be some some national, you know, let's just make it happen. It's got to start somewhere and it's going to start right there in our classrooms each and every day. Appreciate everybody listening to this episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast today. Remember, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review. Help more educators find out about all the great information like cyber.org. If you want to connect with me, head to dailystem.com or dailystem on any of the social medias. And keep up the good work, educators, because you are making that difference each and every day. 